Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of The Q, a queer talk show. You guys, this is a first. I am meeting everyone at the table tonight for the first time. I think that's kind of fun. So let's introduce our table. We'll go around to the right. We'll go counterclockwise. Uh, first, we have Jordan Michael Green, actor and host of Black Cocktails, a Facebook Live show, right? Yeah. Tell me about hey. that. What is that? Black cocktails. Um, the T is capitalized, and so is the shade. <laughs> nice. The T is for the truth. Uh -huh. And Donzel and I we went to undergrad together at VCU in Richmond, and we sit down and we talk about current events. We talk about how to make the world a better place. Awesome. He was on the show a week or two ago. I left him. I also met him for the first time. You also uh, work at the Tom of Finland Foundation. What is it you yes. do there? That's cool. Tom of Finland Foundation, promoting, protecting, and preserving erotic art i work with different artists i'm working on their um artists in residency program so artists come from all over the world and they stay there and they work on a project i'm doing coordinating in the office i'm working on events hosting and everything just awesome has to do with dick <laughs> love it i'm pro all of that things uh next on the table we have david brandon hello Hi. nice to meet you too uh you're an actor and writer for the cbs diversity showcase yes just a writer yeah just a writer uh, yeah Okay, and how'd that go this season? Oh my God, uh, it was great. Uh, 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 Eleven of us got uh, put into the first paid hi hired writers room mm -hmm. uh, for CBS Diversity Showcase. Uh, it was amazing. Had a great time. Met some great people. Wrote some great sketches, and we had a great show. Awesome. And you are also on the UCB mod team, Donatella. Yes. Yes, Donatella. How long has that been going on? Uh, about two weeks now. Oh, so it's uh, new. Very new. Very okay. new. Uh, I've been on UCB teams for the past two years. This is my third year. Very excited to be starting with this new team, Donatella. We are fourth Wednesdays every month. Awesome. Love UCB. Big fan. It's yeah. part of my soul, whether I like it or not. Right. <laughs> You're in. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's part. It's in there. Uh, next on the table, we have uh, Alexis Sanchez. She is the chair of tr the Transgender Advisory Board for West Hollywood, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your job there. What do you do for that? So um, we basically oversee policy initiatives and anything having to do with trans anything for the city. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like we do a lot of the trans related events. We have a Trans Day of Visibility that's coming up March 31st at Plummer Park from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll probably plug it like one or Please two do. more times. That's what we're here for. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, like we'll just oversee any sort of other uh, trans related events. Um, I think one of the big things that we're working on is a campaign against transphobia, mm -hmm. just like throughout the city. And this would be a messaging campaign that would show up on, you know, like billboards, bus stops, um, flyers and stuff going out to the bars and things like that. Awesome. And you're also part of a uh, an LGBTQ uh, movement uh, or organization about binge drinking and crystal meth use, right? Yes. So um, I'm the program manager for the West Hollywood Project, and it seeks to create a social norm shift within the LGBT community um, away from binge drinking and problem drug use, which is normally what we see in West Hollywood is a lot of crystal meth. Mm, yes, no, definitely. And and here's a fun thing. You told me just recently uh, out, outside before we started, you're the admin of a new meme page, like an Instagram like thing. What, tell me, what is that? What do you have going on? So it's gender memes, TBH, to be honest. Um, and, you know, like basically what kept happening is in my day-to-day -day life, I work in like really policy-focused things, like we're meeting like important politicians but then I was also littering my Instagram page with a lot of just like 
memes about being trans that weren't really relevant to a lot of the people that were following so me. you needed a fun thing yeah yeah so i just started doing that um i'm almost up to a thousand followers i mean you gotta just, start somewhere that's yeah. great and rounding out our table today is angel kinan hi yes, how are you welcome to the table yeah i found out about you through a mutual friend millie who i'm on the board with at orange county pride um but you're on a, gr a youtube talk show called girls like us tell us about that yeah so i um host that talk show girls like us with millie um, so there's five of us. It's all trans women. It's similar to like the view style. So we talk about anything. Um, so a lot of trans issues, a lot of um, really any anything we can talk. But it's a kind of on our point of view. Right. No, I watched an episode. I really liked it. It's very Thank well done. You. So you're a transgender model turned actress and you're a registered nurse, right? Yes. You do thing. all kinds of things. <laughs> I try. And now I actually want to, you know, as many actors, you kind of want to do your own stuff. Uh -huh. So I'm trying to create my own stuff too. Just oh, like Make yeah. your own content and all Correct. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's gonna make, write, make, produce your own thing. Because guess what? No one else is gonna do it. So here we are on a all podcast right. doing just that. Uh, great. Let's go into our first segment. It's Yas or Over It. The way we play this is I'm going to say a thing. And if you're into the thing, you're gonna say Yas. And if you're over the thing, you're gonna say Over It. Uh, including Jonathan and Pete in the booth. Well, let's have some fun, play at home, listeners as well. Yas are over it. Stacey Abrams. Yas! Great, I'm glad we all agree. That was my first <laughs> test not. at the table. That was my first <laughs> test. <laughs> Yas are over it. Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Over oh, it. So we'll talk about that later, yes. Uh, Yas are over it. Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. Yas! Over it. Who knew it? Who? I did. You did? Oh, yeah. All right, tell me what it is. You know all what it is. All about that little Little puppy who was bitten PK's nose yeah. all over the housewives. Oh, the housewives, Jordan. I love that you knew that. I was like, oh, we'll see if anyone knows that. Oh, that poor dog. Uh, Dorit is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> uh, Yas are over it. Irish Prime Minister Varadkar. Oh, yeah. So for those who are listening who might not know what happened, but a gay Irish Prime Minister brought his gay ass husband to mm -hmm. Mike Pence's house for That's dinner right. or something and just acted like no big deal. That's love right. him. Who knew blue and green would go? so well together the I mean gays the gays do yeah. uh. Yas are over it my crazy ex-girlfriend Yas yeah. you guys aren't into it anymore it's fun it's sure. the finale they filmed the finale I think last night for it, that's for it. the show, I think oh, for the se the se the series is uh, ending. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great show with a yeah. great production crew, and I love it so much. Uh, yas are over it. Impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. Over yes. It. I'm over the idea. I think I'm nervous about what's going to happen to the base if he is impeached. That's right. I think we should just vote him out and see you later. I don't want to impeach anything. I did. I used to. And now I'm I'm nervous. Because if he's impeached, then someone else is going to step you know, up. And then they, Miss and, Pence. And they all have guns. And, yeah, I'm and, just and they nervous. have guns. I'm just, just nervous wait. about it. Don't make them more mad than they already are. They're all so mad. Yeah. Uh, Yas are over it. Sam Smith. Over, over it. it. Oh, but you it's guys, just his yeah. last single. He just came out he as non-binary, though. Non did and you? I love that he did that. And I'm yas to that. And I'm yas to <laughs> that. So yas to that. But I think over he, him. I don't know who if he knows who he is as an artist. Like it's mm. just it's up and down for me. It's yeah. yeah I'll be honest. Like he, his vocal range. He has one yeah, good song that I like, and it reminds me of my ex, so I don't uh, like him anyway. <laughs> uh, yas are over it. South by Southwest. Over I'm over, over it. it. No. Uh, everyone looks like they're having so much fun, but then I ask, are they really? Yeah. Uh, yas are over it. Beto O'Rourke. 
over it. I'm over it too. Over like it. as of yesterday, I'm officially over it. Yeah. Uh, together, man. I'm glad we're all kind of in agreement on this. I like this. Yeah. This is yeah. good. I'm always nervous when I meet four new people I've never met before, but I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yas are over it. Eighty Bryant in Shrill. Yeah. Oh yes. Has, have you guys seen it yet? I haven't seen yes. it yet. No, I saw the trailer. Seen... Looks good. I mean, it's I love so it. good. I love Eddie Bryant, but it's, like it started reminding me of Girls, but then I realized there are more black people in Girls. <laughs> right. That, that we're not in Girls, but I don't think anywhere in Girls. No, I think there was no. one black guy in Girls. Yeah, like the entire yeah. run of the season. Uh, but still a good show. I'll defend it. Uh, Yas are over at Boeing airplanes. Over, over it. Over it. Get it off down. the airplane. Oh yeah. D board now. Yas are over it. Will Smith as the genie. And over, over it. it. Over and it. Yas from oh. I Love oh. Aladdin. I like how Aladdin. divisive this is. This is what we disagreed on most of the years. I'm, I'm into it. I want to give him a chance. I mean, obviously, Robin Williams can't play the part. Yeah. I think, you know, Will Smith is oh. goofy. I want I want to see. Uh, that was great. Let's go into uh, spicy issues uh first straight away you guys this week i don't know if you noticed but for like six hours facebook and instagram were down and it caused <laughs> havoc in my office we couldn't do anything we sat around crying i are we too reliant on social media so i heard about this it, i didn't experience it because i am currently on a uh Social media detox. Okay. Um, detox. So you're better than all of us. So I I'm better than everybody. Yes. Um, Noted. And I did not know that this happened, but people let me know, and people were very upset about this, and I can understand why. I, I get it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about being very upset for me, but I know it because I was trying to post something. So my initial gut was like, Am I hacked or like is you yeah. know? Did they block me for some reason? You know. Well, so I, I signed out of the of, app like, and I was like, I was like, oh, I know what'll fix it. I'll just sign out of the app I'll, and I'll sign back in That's and it'll right. be fine. And then it locked me out of the app. Wow. Yeah. Alexis, did you did you suffer? You you have probably a very professional life in addition to your fun meme page. Both of them must have been affected, right? I had a plus content that day that I just had to sit on all day. Wow. You know? Just like these memes are so good. You guys, I just like what happens if a crash like that last forever it's we'll move on to something else we'll start holding hands more we'll be more connected to each other but jordan that means your talk show will disappear immediately it will i'll do live shows in the park but no one will come to those <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll be sad at home crying over social media i i mean it really is something though i mean we joke about it but like you, you know as social media continues to fester into our being like is there a point where we just drop it and are over it or are we too like like for me and my jobs, which is everything from comedy to casting to uh, Orange County uh, Pride Board uh, Entertainment Director, like I have to use social media for everything for work. I doubt I, that it will go away. I mean, that's pretty much now. You know, um, yeah. if anything, we should go for that in terms of creating stuff and like lean into it. Yeah, and just it's growing. Accept it as a thing. But it's also good to be healthy. Like you're taking a detox, so it's good to. I'm trying. <laughs> it's good to unplug once in a while. Co-producer Jonathan's been off of it for what two years now facebook, wow. facebook, facebook. off wow. of facebook specifically wow. yeah. and i i find that you're to weird be, uh, it is, you're it's not that way you want to know how weird he is he signs back in for his birthday that's how weird <laughs> he is. Uh -huh. The day before, so that people can yep. see it's your birthday. So they go, okay. They can... Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really nervous about it because every instinct, especially with politics and, you know, Russia and all that tomfoolery, I really, I really, you know, I'm, as someone who's an avid social media person, I'm second guessing it. I don't feel good about it. Um, and I just wonder what we'll do. when it, uh, My first instinct was save my pictures. Like, yeah. like if your house oh, is on yeah. fire and right. you're like, what's the first thing you're going to 
grab. It's the shoebox under the bed with all the pictures and stuff, right? So I was like, what am I going to save? You have it all backed up. Angels on it already. That's hilarious. Let's move on to our next spicy issue, which is mildly more serious than losing social media forever. No, so the celebrity college admission scandal that we touched on during Yasser over it, where um, Felicity Huffman and Aunt Becky uh, got arrested. One of them is like uh, released for paying money, I think, but the other one's like in jail or is getting going to jail or something, right? Lori Laughlin, she's still yeah. being held. Yeah, wow. yikes. But like, no money. Are here, the first question is: is, any, is anyone surprised that you know these rich elite people are basically grandfathering in their kids to like elite schools to run the world forever, and we don't get to do anything? Right. No. This has been happening. We yeah. they just got caught. Uh huh. These rich yeah. people think that they can pay for anything. That's mm-hmm. right. And it's just funny who got caught. Like, oh, right. It's, it's so random, right? Aunt Becky, like, of all people, for these people to be caught. But just like you were saying, people have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For years. Rich white men have been doing this for years. Yeah, it's like all the secret societies at, like, the Harvards yeah. and the whatever, and the, all this upper echelon schools that I'll never get into. Never. <laughs> and I think, like, how how do people not part of that circle rise up and get, like, get their fair shot? Right. Alexis, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it. It was one of those, I've been thinking about this a lot, right? There was one of those things that it even got me thinking, you know, when you grow up um, a poor person of color, you don't even have access to tutors. Oftentimes, like, I started working when I was 15 and a half, you know, so I don't have that time to devote to homework mm-hmm. that um, some of these kids that come from really wealthy families have. Um, so I'm already working at a disadvantage. They already have an advantage from that. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about how when I was a kid, my mom sat me down and had the talk and she was just basically like, look, as a minority, you have to be twice as good as the next mediocre Mm -hmm. white person to even have a chance. My mom, you know, like she grew, she was a chef in the 90s in an industry, you know, that was predominantly white male dominated. And she said, you know, like, I'm short, I'm Latinx, and I'm a woman. So those are three strikes that I have against me. And I have to work that much harder than everyone else just to be able to compete. Well, and I think that's why, like, affirmative action exists. And I think this is kind of like proof in the pudding, so to speak, of like, why, like, even, you know, I know there's been some criticism, mostly from older white people about do we need affirmative action still? And I think this is a very resounding yes. This is a very, like, this is like a very definite hardline yes, right? Uh Uh, Angel, what do you think of all this mess? Well, yeah, it's about time. That's basically, you know. That it's been so, exposed or what? Yeah, that it's being exposed, that it's being talked about, talked about mm-hmm. you know. Because as we know, it's it's been happening. It's probably going to still keep happening. Course, yeah. But if we don't do something now, then it's just going to get I, well, worse. I had the, a conversation with my friend, like one of my besties. He's like my best comedy friend. His name's Cody. Hi, Cody. Um, but we were having a conversation the other night. And he brought up a really good point, which is like, he asked me, he goes, who do you think's in charge of America? It's not the politicians. It's the people who buy the 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 big pharma, the you know the people, the gun people. All the all these rich, powerful people are putting their rich, powerful kids into rich, powerful programs so that they can always protect their rich powerfulness. Right. And they're the ones that are making the real decisions. The politicians are below them. I don't know. It makes me really frustrated. Jordan, what do you think? I think it's fucked up, <laughs> and I'm tired of it. And it's time for us to take it back. Um, how do we do that? That's a good question. But how, that's yes, I agree. But how do we do that? I think us sticking together more, mm-hmm. being more unified. And by us, meaning who? Everybody. Everybody. Every color. Uh-huh. That's gonna be very hard. Every color. <laughs> 
I mean, as every minority. Sure, that's also going to be very hard. <laughs> I know, it is. But we, we do, as minorities, change and influence the culture, uh-huh. the society that we're in. So I think if we learn to stick together more, we can learn how to better have a better effect on the things around us. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I genuinely come from like a core kumbaya space, but I feel like every time I think, oh, well, let's all do this together, that like something happens and like someone, scream, takes out their wallet. someone screams, Bernie Sanders, and then everyone kills each other. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm all good points. Let's fix the world. Next spicy issue. Uh, this one is very sad again, but we had another shooting where the, the death tally now is up to 50 people at the Christchurch uh, mosque in New Zealand. Uh, you know, th- these are two these are two very big questions I'm about, about to ask, and I don't mean them to sound trite, but that really is the two things that everyone should be asking themselves over and over is when does fear of Muslims stop and when do mass shootings stop? Mm. I mean, the first question, it should have never started. You know, uh, we're hating people based on, uh, not we, but there are, people are hating on Muslims for... Yeah, our society. We, yeah, yeah our uh-huh. society hating on Muslims for... Uh, uh, for the the few bombings that uh, for the few people that have done it that ha- just happen to be Muslim. Yeah, I mean it comes from 9/11 is the source That's material, right. I believe. Right. You know, there's bad eggs everywhere. You know, right. bad bad, bad police officers, good police bad officers, Jews. bad people, bad people. That's you know, right. uh, uh, Alexis, what do you think on this recent shooting? Um, so. In 2016, I was part of a documentary that went across the country. This was right after Pulse. So um, we went across the country to the side of different gun-related hate crimes against different minorities in the community. And, um, you know, it just really exposed me to America and its weird entanglement with, like, gun culture. And I know this took place in New Zealand, but there was... I, I, I don't know when it ends. That's, that's yeah, the Yeah, I mean, the story. shooter there... It's a very right-wing, very white nationalist, like this whole theme of white nationalism, which is all that Trump talks about all the time, whether he realizes it or not. I think he doesn't sometimes, but I I really don't think he realizes uh, how much it steeps everything. But, like, it's directly correlated to our leadership right now. Like, we are partly responsible for this guy getting crazy guns in a country that doesn't have guns and still shooting up 50 people. I think also there's, um, you know, there's platforms, there's people on YouTube and like the fringes of the internet who are making money pushing, you know, like pushing all these things. The shooter in his manifesto, he's like subscribed to PewDiePie or something like that. Right. And all these other people who, you know, just have dog whistles and undertones and just kind of. Well, I mean, he went to stream live stream the whole thing. It was on like Facebook. on for 17 minutes. Oh, it was on Facebook time. for That's like so disturbing. Yeah. Like shot it, up one mosque and then still on Facebook live goes to shoot up another one like, like how did yeah like, like what like if facebook can tell me that my mom can't post a picture of naked almost naked right. burt reynolds in 2.5 minutes yeah then it should be able to take down a live fucking shooting of a mosque in new zealand exactly. alexis what do you think before i get way mad and i wanted to shoot it to someone else <laughs> Um, Angel. Uh, so oh, Angel. I'm sorry. What did I say? <laughs> I said because we're trans. No, what did, no, you, just, what did, yeah. I, what did I say? Oh, did I say Alexis? Did yeah, I say Alexis? Did. Okay. I was, eh, Alexis, I was like, Angel, I don't feel bad. Now. I officially don't feel bad. Alexis. I'm, I'm so teasing. <laughs> I know. Hey, Angel, go for it. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. Um, But I did read like that YouTube had to turn down like 
is it one point something million yeah. 1.5 they took because down 1.5 because when people want to watch it and like actually i woke up that morning and my friends from the philippines and australia new zealand like started like this group text of like the link and i'm like i don't know if i want to see it because oh there's God. too much of it and you what know? is and it about ourselves as human beings that we are looking for this information i don't want to look at it it's so scary it's so disturbing like i remember when i was maybe what 15 and that faces of death video was like yes. at the at the like v blockbuster the or something yeah. and like yeah. all my friends were like we gotta rent that for slumber party night and i was like okay this sounds naughty and exhilarating so we watched it and i was like no why am i watching this right now it's yeah, it's it not. Just it's puts, scary. It's, yeah. I, I just get so upset, and I don't know where it really stops. Uh, anyone else have anything else to say about that before we uh, wrap up with the spicy issues? No. No no solving. No problem solved. No I mean, immediate I, fixes to it, this. I, it's so hard because, like, gun culture is so ingrained in us. And even if we got rid of all the guns, I feel like there's going to be another invention, invention of something else that is even yeah. uh, that will kill faster and harder than a gun. Yeah, someone's so like, oh, like, but our guns, don't take away our guns. You want to take them all away? I'm like, yeah, I do want to take I them all the way. I want to melt down all your guns and make them right. into a big statue of not a gun. Right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> uh, a yeah. spicy issue, last one, real quick one on this, because we have to mention it. Trump vetoed his own party's uh, resolution or whatever. Of course. Uh, and and right. it's it really is a big move, I think, and very telling. And uh, and we really need to. We're on this weird trajectory where if the Republicans don't push back against Trump, which their time is short, they're going to start doing that. Yeah, and Coulter already has. Yeah. Uh, but like, is this a sign of impending dictatorship? Like, I think it is. We're yeah. all we're all flabbergasted. Yeah, we're all like we're so talking funny. about terrible uh, things. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what do you think? I think he's going to do everything possible to get this wall built. I think he knows nothing about history. I don't even think he knows. I didn't even think he knew what a veto was. But someone was talking about, oh, you can you can play this card, and he and he played it. He's just going to do anything he can to keep pushing his agenda. I believe what my, I think it was Michael Cohen said something in some testimony somewhere after he got charged and is going to jail so i believe this testimony where he said it's not going to be a peaceful leave transition of power in the white house whenever no. he ends up because it, en it ends at some point even right. if it's eight long years it ends yeah. yeah so like i i'm worried about the whole thing anyway that was very uplifting yeah. let's take a break <laughs> All right, welcome back to Question Bowl. Let's jump right in. The first question, what's a really bad movie that you love? Mm. Who has an immediate answer? The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, and what, what about it do you love? Why is that? I'm obsessed with it. Since I was a little kid, I remember <coughs> the day it came on TV. Mm -hmm. I was like in my grandmother's living room, and these clouds like appeared on the screen. And it was like the music came in from the theme song. And then it just flashed on the Witches of Eastwick. And I look at the movie today and I'm like, this is kind of nutty. <laughs> um, Jack Nicholson is so ridiculous and so over the top in it. Um, but I'm just, I'm still obsessed with the movie to this day. I just, mm. It's just one of my favorite movies. Uh -huh. How about you, David? Uh, I'm going to say Tu Wong Fu. Uh, Which is Fu. not the best of those movies. You're right. No, uh -huh. so fun. Yeah. Super it's fun. So fun. Super racist, super transphobic, <laughs> super homophobic. Uh, we got a lot of, we have a lot of things going on in that movie. In that way, I'm still like, watching. Yeah. Dodging it back and forth. I still yeah. love it. I still you love still it. love it too. Like, oh boy. Angel, what about your answer to this? You know what? Actually, that popped in my head. Oh, it did. Earlier, but I said I love it, so I don't say I want. I don't want to say it's an it's a bad movie. Uh huh. But, 
but at that time, but if you show it at this time, then right. I guess it was great that, in '94 or whenever it came out. Right. Like 2019. <laughs> I, those are the, one of the trance like movies that I know. Sure. Growing right. up, yeah. so that actually I looked up to it. Yeah, especially yeah. at that time yeah. frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Alexis, how about you? So I have a soft spot in my heart for um, trauma films. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of yes. that line. So they're just like really like low budget horror films. Uh-huh. My favorite one is called Rockabilly Vampire. And the name pretty much tells the entire story, but it's just... I'm on board. It's one of those movies where occasionally you see the boom drift into the shot, and it's just like, you can tell they made it on a shoestring budget, and I just, it's not the greatest written thing, but I will sit down and watch it every single time. That's so funny. Mine is similar to yours, which I think is also a trauma trauma release, which is Cannibal the Musical, which is originally from, it's from, but it's from the guys who do South Park. It's from Matt Parker and uh, Trey Stone, or Matt Stone and Trey Parker, I don't know, those guys. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's super low budget. It's all about cowboys in the wilderness, and like it's super dumb, and you can like see boom mics, but it's amazing. Uh, next question. <clears throat> Pardon me. Oh, uh, oh, I can't even read my own little notes. I'm so sorry, listeners, to f- f- interrupt your flow. Uh, question number two. What's the best way to be an ally? And I m- think this could mean an ally for anything. I think it can mean for trans people. It can mean for queer people. It can be for your best friend who needs just ha- how to be a supportive ally. What do you guys think? I think... Sitting down and listening. Um, I think even with both sides of the table, I think sitting down and talking and listening is a really good way to come to a better understanding of um, someone that's different from you. Mm -hmm. That's a good one, listening. I like that. Put that on the board. Uh, Alexis, how about you? Um, My favorite one is... um sit down and pass the mic. So generally find the person who has less access to resources and privileges and use your privilege to uplift that person. It's mm. something that now that I have, you know, like now that I'm making decent money, um, I'm a cis passing sometimes trans person. <laughs> so I have a little more privilege than other people in the world. You know, I'm a light-skinned Latinx person, so I have a little bit more privilege. So anytime I have um, access to, like, you know, they're trying to book something, I'd rather recommend someone else mm-hmm. than take the opportunities for myself. And I think that's one of the best ways to be an ally, to just kind of be like, hey, here's this person I'm going to uplift. That's kind of close to what I was going to answer with, which is because I'm, I, I you know, I, this podcast isn't a big deal, but this is a good example of like, when you have space for other people that aren't exactly you, please bring them on the thing. And when I'm working in casting, which is... M- primarily for unscripted stuff for like reality TV shows or documentaries or stuff. I'm always looking for the different QPOC voices in the world to become part of that show. Sometimes I get yelled at about looking for them and I understand, but yes, there are trans people on our production team too. And please don't yell at me, America. Uh, What about you? Uh, uh, (laughs) Angel, I'm having a problem with the names now whenever I look at you. Oh my God, Angel, yes. Well, I love what you do. I just heard (laughs) what you just said. Because I think being an ally is knowing where your position is and mm-hmm. what you can do mm-hmm. you know to make to help achieve that equality so mm-hmm. so if you're a casting director then that's kind of I mean of you have to you think can, about it if you know, I think if you're so. going to be a good casting anybody scripted or not I think you have to think about that yeah. uh, David what do you think uh, I think uh, defend. Uh, I think mm. being a good ally means mm-hmm. if someone's being racist in the room, I as a black person, I'm not going to speak up. Sure. I need you to speak up. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm that guy. Hair. I'm the one that speaks up. I and sometimes Sometimes it goes bad and sometimes it goes good. And, and, and if it goes bad, I'll be there to help right. you. <laughs> but I'm not, if someone says something racist in the room, I am sitting back and crossing my arms and I'm, le- I'm going to let the privileged people speak up. I've been at first. comedy shows where I just start yelling at the stand-up comedian as another stand-up comedian in the room. It's a problem. Anyway, <laughs> uh, question number three. What... Uh, 
uh, what three albums would you want to bring with you if you were deserted on an island? I'll go first because they're immediately in my mind. Definitely Daft Punk Homework. It's an old school rave favorite of mine. Definitely Bare Naked Ladies, the original one. Gordon, that has a bunch of wonderful memories on it. And then I want to go with like a nice classic, like a Fleetwood Mac greatest hits kind of moment because I really love 70s music and I feel like it would keep me at ease if I was on a tropical island dying of starvation. Uh, <laughs> Alexis, how about you? My Chemical Romance, the complete anthology. Nice. All three. Is there three of them? No, I don't know. I just wanted to throw something. I, I used to be an emo kid, so like my tastes are questionable, but I love it. Sure. So, no, no um, judgment here. If I only had three records to listen to, um, probably um, probably some classical music, something that would be like relaxing. Sure. I would maybe not get, I would probably get sick of everything. Very so classy of you, though. That's a classy girl. How about you, uh, Angel? I probably will have a variety if that's the only three left. You uh -huh. know, so one Filipino artist, Regine Velasquez, like okay. she sings like high notes and everything, and um, Spice Girls. Yeah, nice <laughs> love. So at least dancey and like you know, uh -huh. fun. and maybe a male singer like Michael Bublé. Okay, Sorry. fair enough. <laughs> David, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Full Moon by Brandy. That's uh, her 2002 album. Amazing. Uh, you get it. Uh, uh, I will say um, uh, Butterfly by Mariah Carey. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, you just can't beat it. <laughs> and uh, any other album by Mariah Carey, but not e equals MC Square. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan. Like I, I like that album. I don't love it. Sure. Fair enough. I'll let her know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. ABBA. The greatest hits album. Mm -hmm. I mean, Fernando on the island. Yeah, yeah. with the. I mean, that's wins. some theming right there. Good oh, job. Gosh, <laughs> um, I would also go with um, some Coltrane. Oh, all right. A jazz. A little this is a classy table. And Steely Dan, oh, Asia. Yes, that was. If I couldn't bring Fleetwood Mac, I would have brought him, yeah. uh, or them actually rather. Uh, next question: Can you? Here's a good one. So this, I've been watching all the R. Kelly documentary, the Michael Jackson documentary, oh. uh, uh, etc. But here's a question from those that has arisen: Is can you separate the art from the artist? Not just those two guys, but like Louis C.K., Kevin Spacey, etc. Table. What do you think? No. No. Well, I mean, I think that with the people who died, we don't have to separate the art from the artist. God already has. Um, but with CK and, and other people, um, I think we have to think about, you know, what kind of standards we want to live by and what mm -hmm. we accept uh, for people to say about others and how we support that and mm -hmm. how we support other people. Angel, can you? I totally agree. You know, um, like growing up, I mean, you already separated them before anyway. Mm -hmm. But the current ones, if you're supporting the artist that you don't like, then it's like, or the art, then you're supporting the artist. Mm -hmm. So I think right now you cannot if they're alive. Sure. Yeah, but the ones that have been from before, I mean, it's already done. Alexis, what's your input on this? Quandary. I mean, I feel like anytime I learn about what an awful person someone was, it just tinges the art. So, like, you know, I'll read up on some of my favorite authors. Oh, guess what? They're awful racist, <laughs> and I can't read their books anymore. Right, right. Yeah. I, so, so here's the thing, and I mentioned this briefly last week. Um, after I watched the R. Kelly documentary, which was searing and very convincing, and he's total trash. I had not heard his music in a long time and I made a playlist and I maybe listened to it for like a week and went, oh, that's a weird uh, prism to yeah. think of it all now through and yeah. all the words and stuff. And I haven't listened to it since, but I did support it that week and I tried to separate it. Anyway, I felt weird. <laughs> uh, last question is, what's your biggest trigger? Mine definitely is, is things not being fair. Things, mm -hmm. the, the underdog, the concept of like, 
this isn't right because blah blah xyz it's it's all rooted in it's not fair or this isn't right is my biggest trigger what about yeah. you guys I have the same trigger. Um, uh, I'm a, a Libra to the to the bone, and everything uh, needs to be fair and just and right. And when it's not, I get very upset. Um, I don't like bullies. I don't like people treating people other other. I don't like people treating others unfairly, uh, manipulating them. Those kinds of things really get on my nerves. Uh, like if I'm on a playground and I see a kid bullying a kid, yep. I will square up with that kid. <laughs> I don't care. Like, don't bully that kid. Uh huh. Alexis, how about you? Um, I'm going to take it to something really personal, okay. just in my own journey we love that as a here. transgender woman. Uh -huh. Hair is my biggest trigger. The eternal battle as a transgender woman against hair. Gotcha. Um, it just brings up all this stuff of and all these shadows of who I used to be. Who I mean, you know, my old self shaped a lot of who I am now but it doesn't define me anymore. And when that starts to come up, I'm just like, oh, get the tweezers. These got to go. Good one. <laughs> Good. Thanks for sharing that one. I like that. Uh, uh, Angel, how about you? I think being helpless, you know, like um, like going to a place. I just re recently traveled back to the Philippines. Um, that's where I grew up. And like being called he again, you know, and like, it's like, oh, my God. It, I'm like. I'm was not, that by family or by strangers or it's just the culture uh, i mean it's it, it's 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 um something you cannot change right at this moment so i'm feeling helpless that it's it's not my battle pretty mm -hmm. much at that time so. sure well welcome to america where we're at least yes, a little I'm, bit better i'm glad to be back <laughs> at least in la uh what about uh jordan i have a lot of traffic triggers like when there are two <laughs> people in separate lanes going really slow and i can't get by uh -huh. um that was like today but um, I think respect is a big trigger for me. Um, you don't really have to accept other people, but I think there needs to be a higher level of respect that we have for each other mm -hmm. and how we treat one another. I agree. Jonathan, what's your biggest trigger, co-producer? Oh, I'm just wow. throwing I'm just throwing it to you for a fun answer. Wow, Let's okay. see. It's a, it's an improvised moment. I actually do agree with the fairness thing because I see a lot of people who are just treated poorly and nothing pissed me off more than this USC Lori Loughlin oh. scandal and her dumb daughter saying like <laughs> saying like you guys know I just like to party and I don't really even care about school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hate you so much if you're listening, and you know she is. She definitely is. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure to tweet it to her. They didn't. She didn't get kicked out. She got to like leave the school. Oh really? With her head held high, maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't want to talk about these rich people. Sephora Let's take a quick break. Sephora canceled her. Sephora canceled her. Bye. Alright you guys, welcome back to our emotional support moment here. Our last emotional support for the season. Um, uh, this is a segment where you take whatever emotion you're feeling from this week. It can be something silly, it can be something serious, it can be whatever you want it to be. A news story you think we haven't touched on, something personal from your life. The reason is, <clears throat> all my life I've been told, you're too emotional. And I and while that is true, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no. I think being emotional is what keeps us human. It's the emotions don't get the best of you. They are the best of you. And I think if we try to punish people with emotions, we don't get anywhere. So that said, I have one that I'm frothing at the chomp at the it's not even that's not a phrase frothing at the chomp. Uh, <laughs> it is now, it is now. that t-shirts note to self Pete in the booth thought that was very funny. Frothing at the chomp. No, so you guys. <laughs> so my emotion that I'm using is I'm going to go with a very classic annoyed. All right. I'm really annoyed right now. A few days ago, 
<clears throat> I live in a very big, nice house with wonderful roommates. They're all very nice. I live with three gay guys and two straight people. The two straight people are a couple. They're very kind. They're very young. They're like 23. This is the first time I did the math in 16 years I've lived with straight people is now. This is the new time. So they've had some house guests over that I didn't even know were living in our house temporarily. Uh, apparently they got there on Wednesday, but on Thursday night I had a like a regular friends with benefits over because I thought I was alone in the house. So we're having a drink, we're catching up. We go downstairs to our guest room, which is for me is the funner room to hook up in, and uh, while I wait for my bed to be delivered. Um, and so we started, you know, having relations. Our dicks were out. We're getting ready to blow each other. All right. Then we hear people come into the house, and I'm like, oh no. Oh, my roommates are home. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. They're roommates. Then I hear the, st the walk come downstairs. I'm like, oh, oh God. Oh, no. What is going on? And then I hear a voice I've never heard before. I'm like, that's definitely no one I know. So my friend is closer to the door. He locks it. He locks the guest room door and is like, oh, my God. And it's definitely people I've never heard. And then I hear, what? The someone tried to get in the door. What? Oh, someone's in there? And I heard my straight roommate go, something, something, something. And then Frank goes, oh. So obviously, we're hooking up in there. Anyway, then flash forward to last night, these same guests, there's literally like eight people staying in the house oh that I never was given a text as to who they are or how long they're going to be here for. Uh, I, they're just automatically in my face. I get, I go to sleep and at 2.30 in the morning, I get a huge crazy knock at the door from who I thought was one of their friends that was coming home late from the bar. Now it's our neighbor across the street saying, you need to move the car. I don't have a car. So I was like, okay, hold on. It's the house guests who have blocked his driveway they've they've they're not just parked on the street they're literally blocking this man's driveway which as we know is los angelinos you don't do that mm -mm. that's like a bad like that's that's a criminal offense yeah. like you're definitely ready to be uh you know mad at this for a good reason but these are out-of-town people from baltimore it's all straight dudes and i i've realized i think i might have a little bit of a discriminatory bone in my body towards heterosexuals that feels weird i don't know if that's acceptable but i'm willing to admit it it feels weird living with straight people there i've said it emotionally support me now i don't think you need to feel weird okay they need to i mean not to alienate the audience but um, sometimes straight people need a little bit, a little, a little need a little help. Uh huh. Um, so I wouldn't feel weird about that. And blocking the driveway, oh hell no. Right? When no. I found that out, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a talk with my roommate when these. I'm waiting till the guests are gone. And making you feel uncomfortable yeah. in your own home. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that movie from the '90s, House Guests, with um, oh, oh gosh, it? what's her name? Oh, Al um, oh yeah, with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn, right? Oh no, that is House Guests. But there was another one. Where <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie with um, Christy, Christy uh, something. Oh Allie? Christy Alley? Christy Alley. Oh, I, and, and the guy from Night Court. Yeah, and the snake like broke Mad out. Madhouse. Madhouse. Yes. yes. I vaguely remember. The, what a deep cut. Thank you so much, because I was really. I'm impressed that we just figured that out. Yeah, I'm very. I'm, help, I'm glad you did. I would have looked like real crazy. But remember when the snake came out of the cage and like, uh -huh, came out yeah, of her bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was dealing with all these crazy house guests, like family, extensions of the family. And that's just what I was picturing when you were telling the story. Thank you. But, but I think you're hating the guest because of his actions, not because he's straight. Right. Yeah, but yeah. if maybe. you're correlating his actions by being straight, then yes, maybe there's I feel like some both of these things made me irritated, of. and I'm more irritated <laughs> because they're straight. Yeah, I, I think it's because they're young. They are young. And they're all very like young. These people are mm. young. Yeah. They're, they're fresh out of college, if not still in college. Uh -huh. They're coming from Boston. They don't know L.A. culture. Uh -huh. I mean, I, 
anywhere you go, you don't block somebody's I driveway. Mean, give me a break. I don't understand. Right? Like these, these are just young, immature people, saying. and you need to call a meeting. All right, <laughs> we will later, soon, yeah, soon. Please. Okay, who's got one? Who's next? Who's got an emotion that they want to tie to either a personal experience or a news story that makes you feel some kind of way? Well, I had a personal... Yeah. Oh, do you want to go? No, no. go, please. Go, go for it. Well, I just went back to Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, my grandmother passed um, a couple weeks ago. And so I got to go back and have this lovely celebration of her life and hear about all these wonderful ways she impacted her community and her family in ways that I, I never even understood. Um, I spent a lot of time with her growing up. Um, I was over there every Sunday. And um, I attribute a lot of things that influence my life today to um, the things that she's taught me. And so it's in that celebration, I've come to this renewed sense of glee and a pr optimistic approach to life that I haven't had since I was um, younger. And that kind of life has kind of beaten me up a little bit. So I've had this like negative point of view sometimes. I've lost a little bit of my optimism and just celebrating her and remembering like what I was taught growing up has allowed me to like kind of light this new fire of, of glee. And that's my, like my new emotion and approach to things. Um, I just realized I need to be a lot more kinder to people around me and that I'm really excited to begin to practice that more and share that more. You really took a like a sad and made it a positive. Yeah, that's yeah. like really adult yeah. and like good. Like that's like I, I, sometimes I sound sarcastic, but it's not. <laughs> no, I it's know. Not, <laughs> but People tell me the same as thing. I was listening to myself, I was like, "That sounds trite." No, uh, I, I hear but you. I mean that though. Like yeah. you know, we we need to as humans do that a little bit more and take the bad thing and you know that's that lemons into lemonade bull crap that I guess means something for a reason. But yeah. no, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think I think when we find ourselves being unkind, because I resonate with that, uh, like finding yourself wanting to be kinder to others, I think a lot of times you have to see if you're being kind to yourself first, mm -hmm. and if you can do that, you you see that you're kinder to other people. Just be nice, not giving you advice, but saying, in my experience, once I'm nicer to myself, I'm nicer to other people. Yeah, because, it does start with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Gosh, what a smart, wonderful yeah. table. Who else? Who else has a thing? Uh, I have something. David, okay. um, yeah, so I, uh, uh, I've been in therapy for a little while now, and uh, most recently I'm, I'm tackling one issue that I'm not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you my issue. No, I'm, I'm tackling an issue, uh, uh, some trauma I experienced as a kid, and uh, with my therapist I'm constantly going over what my childhood really was versus what I thought it was, mm. which was, you know, great and happy and, and all of these things, but like, she really helps me like examine uh, and find the truth to what really happened. So, uh, and and in that, it makes me super sensitive to everything. So right now, I'm just very sensitive uh, about everything. Like, what does that really mean? Did this really happen? How am I perceiving this? I've been lied to before. What really is the world? I don't know right now. Uh, I'm in a weird place. Uh, so it just makes me very sensitive. Um, so be, and realizing that I'm very sensitive, I try not uh, to show it, or I try not to take things personal uh, at this time because I know I'm kind of like really touchy right now. Well, I think it's real. Uh, it's good that you're even on this journey to process whatever it is. Yeah. You know, most people don't. Yeah. Most yeah. people don't even take the step to do that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, big fan of therapy over here. I love mm -hmm. therapy. Love it. Can't love get enough therapy. of it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I and when I started getting more into it, I started self therapizing myself, That's right. which is where it sounds like you're 
kind of in the stages yeah. of like, oh, I can do that. You can be your own therapist. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. kind of what it sounds like, which is a good thing. Yeah. 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 It's It's been good. I mean, obviously going to therapy is is a priority for me. I don't want to always therapize myself. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I don't really know what I'm doing. But, uh, but the more you go, the more you do learn yourself. You learn your practices, your patterns. Um, and how to how to heal good little good little little session here little plunk there little session yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like long term forever but nope boy i sure do love it I'm sure yeah, i've loved good. all my therapists every single one love yeah. love love <laughs> especially the straight guy that looks like a disney princess was very into him oh. alexis or angel do you guys have one um, I'm in a lot of gratitude, like a lot, a lot of gratitude. So mm. tomorrow, um, I'll be five years sober. Congratulations. And Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I've known I was trans since I was a little kid. And then, um, when I was 15 and my body started to change and become more masculine, um, I started, um, just kind of self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. Um, and by the time I was 27, I was just like a very late stage alcoholic drug addict, just like in and out of the hospital, psych wards, like jail, you name it. And then um, I tried to get sober without transitioning. And that was somehow worse. Just not being anesthetized and living a, a life that wasn't authentic was the worst thing on the planet. So, um, you know, like I decided to, I came out to myself and I decided to transition and my sobriety and transition have gone hand in hand. Interesting. And the last five years have been a lot of just kind of like me figuring out who I am and learning to navigate the world, like free of substances and also in my own authentic experience. Um, it's been really cool. A lot of the work that I've gotten into in the last couple of years, I volunteer with um, Brave Trails, which is a camp for LGBTQ. Oh, that's right. That's good. Oh, because PD. Yeah. Yes, yes, PD is our connection. Yeah. I've heard about this camp. So it sounds amazing. I do that. And then I do another um, like support group for trans teenagers. And it really is like I like helping people that were at that age, like 15, 16, when I just felt like complete, like I was just mm -hmm. so uncomfortable. Um, and I love just being able to give back and say like, hey, like I've been there. I've been where you are. And like, you know, like it does get better. Here are some resources and your journey is going to be your journey. But I'm here to listen and to be able to take something, you know, like my gender identity used to be the thing that I carried the most shame around in my life. And now it's something that I can use to help other people. And that to me is just been like this really beautiful gift. So like sitting here at almost five, you know, four years, 11 months <laughs> yeah. and 30 days of sobriety. Um, I'm just I'm just in a lot of gratitude. That's awesome. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I love I love that camp i want to go and like take a peek someday um but awesome congratulations Thanks. uh miss miss angel you're you're rounding us out here at the end of the <laughs> emotional support well i want to piggyback on her because basically um i just transitioned five years ago wow. and it was a huge thing also like not having that support and people that i look up to like in media as i said like mm -hmm. to wong fu was pretty much the one that we have you know like growing yeah. up and that's kind of how I started with entertainment industry four years ago. Like I was not, I was shy. I was embarrassed. I mean, I, you know, and it's pushing me and this industry, like it amazes me, you know, <laughs> how hard it is to penetrate uh -huh. and how like, like there's no ceiling pretty much. Um, like your podcast, you know, is finale. So I'm like trying to create my own stuff too. So I've been excited about that lately. And um, so hopefully I'll be like, my advocacies will come in on, on that 
creative content that I will have. But but it's hard. It is. No, LA is <laughs> a hard place. And also, yeah. you, nothing gets made by yourself. You know, like, it really, like, legitimately. <laughs> like, no, nothing gets made by yourself. It's made with other people. Correct. And yeah. whether you trust them or not, whether you believe them or not, it's made with other people. But it, And I think as there's this boom in entertainment to really truly focus on diversity i think as you work with more and more people the then i think that i think we're getting somewhere i don't think it's nothing's all been solved nothing's all been nothing's great nothing's perfect but i do i really do think that there's more projects and more things with more voices in the mix and stuff where literally every every person in the diversity spectrum is and can be involved and there's a shot for everybody and that's why we're hanging around isn't that weird this <laughs> we just took this to the end of the season episode of the show Finale. look at that all right you guys uh, this has been super fun it's lovely to meet all four of you i want to go around i want to show tell all our listeners where we can find each of you on social media etc uh jordan michael green let us know where you're at I'm on Instagram at Get Extra Jordan in case you need a little extra Jordan. That's what <laughs> you get. Uh-huh. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, facebook.com backslash Jordan Michael 3. And that's where you air your live show, right? Yes. Or is there, that a separate page? That is the page. Okay. Yes. So Got it's it. on there Tuesdays, 4 p.m., Black Cocktails. Come here as chat and talk. Now and that I know you real. and Donzel both, I'm going to tune in because I bet you guys Please are do. a hot mess together. Please do. Uh-huh. It is, yeah, because we've been around each other for like over 10 years. Wow. So, And it just the political content and the cultural content and what we're bringing to the table is always something I feel that's worth um, being a part of for, yeah, that, for everybody. I can see the chemistry already. David, what, where are you? Uh, you can find me, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Although I'm on a social media detox right now. Um, <laughs> Thanks for reminding us that yeah, you're a better person uh, than everyone. I, I'm an honorable detox. And uh, you can find me at, at David Brandon, D-A-V-I-D-B-R-A-N-D-Y. And, yeah, it's weird. Uh, 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 Facebook.com backslash David Brandon. Uh, and then um, you can catch my sketch team, Donatella, every fourth Wednesday of the month at UCB Sunset. Awesome. And Alexis, are you a social media person? Or are, since you're part of the city stuff, do you not? Should we just look for the meme account? Like, where do we? what do we do if we're, like, into Alexis? Any and all things. Um, so my personal um, Instagram account is Alexis, like my name, the letter N, um, and then transit. See, it's a pun. Oh, I get um, it. <laughs> so it's Alexis, the letter N, transit. Um, and then that is where I put a lot of my advocacy stuff, like a lot of like just me doing government stuff. And then um, you can find my day job at the West Hollywood Project. It's the West Hollywood Project, all one thing um, on Instagram. And that's the programming that we do in West Hollywood to try and move people away from binge drinking and problem drug use and then um gender memes tbh is my meme page if you want to see stuff about dysphoria and being trans and being misgendered that's the place to go and then um my one last plug is just going to be for the city of west hollywood's trans day of visibility event that is going to be sunday march 31st from 11 a.m to 2 p.m at plumber park it is free there will be tacos um there's going to be an open mic um, tacos a, a clinic for trans folks on just how to get funding for your organization and uh-huh. just all sorts of really cool resources i love it and we didn't get to talk too much about this but real quick i wanted to ask because i'm on the pride board for orange county is the pride mess for la getting sorted out are you involved with that in any way so it's actually really exciting um i wasn't allowed to talk about this for a while because it was still under, oh but are um, you now or yeah okay so now they've gone um 
they've gone public with it. There's just going to be a lot of really cool changes to Pride this year. They brought on a new executive director who's super community focused, and she's been going on community listening tours and just saying, like, what do we need to do to bring Pride back to its roots? So this year, there's going to be a free block party. from. Uh, it's going to be on Santa Monica between, like, Robertson and San Vicente or something like that. And it's just going to be a free area. So Love you know, it. Yeah, it's I'm so excited great. for LA Pride not to be trash. I'm very yeah. excited. Uh, and Angel, where can we find you? Um, if you want to hear me talk more, it's girlslikeus.tv. So we have like an Instagram page. YouTube channel is where the, the episodes are. And for me personally, it's Angel Kinan. That's A-N-G-E-L-Q-I-N-A-N without a U. And that's Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you guys truly again. Thank, thank you, listeners. You. Thank you, thank co-producer you Jonathan much. and Pete Thanks, in the John. booth. And you, listeners, if you want, we will be back with season three. It'll be bigger and better and crazier than ever. Please donate to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Q show or and or find us on Instagram at the queer talk show. We will see you next season. Goodbye. Yes. Awesome. Yes.